My name is Matebe Mudise and I am the founder and CEO of a company called Beauty on Tap. The reason why I chose the path of entrepreneurship is, you know, actually growing up, I didn't think I'd ever be an entrepreneur. I always thought that I'd be somebody who works for an organization. But um, I think I was blessed with the idea of starting a beauty technology company. And, um, you know, I think I was itching or the idea of me not jumping on something like this would be me failing myself. And so as soon as I got the idea, I thought, why not just try it out and see what comes of it? Um, And, you know, beauty is something that I've always been passionate about growing up. And so when I got the idea, I kind of shared it with a friend and he said, why don't you just do it? And we started working on a business plan to actually bring the idea to fruition. What brought up the passion for beauty for me? I think my mom and my grandmother always said that I used to play with my dolls and I used to plait their hair. Um, And I just grew up with, you know, very feminine women who loved makeup and dressing up. And I think it's something that was always itching. And I've always been really good with my hands. I mean, by qualification, I'm a chartered accountant. And I don't know how I stumbled on that as well, because I've always been really passionate about, you know, creating. And, you know, I'm a baker. I love baking and I love beauty things and makeup and doing hair and I know how to braid. And so I think falling into, you know, the beauty sector was always something that was going to happen. And I've also always been passionate about female empowerment. And so, you know, bringing the two together, something that I'm passionate about, and I'm really glad that it's something that I've worked on and actually brought to life for myself. What power lies in us celebrating beauty is, I think, Beauty on Tap is a a business or a beauty technology company that celebrates natural and clean beauty. So we don't necessarily focus on, you know, I won't say fake beauty, but um, kind of like an illusion of beauty of what we've been what we're being taught these days about beauty. You know, uh, body augmentation and fixing your face. Um, We're a company that that harps on the fact that we sell clean beauty, that we sell wellness, that we sell you know beauty that comes from within and outside. Uh, And so I think that's what's really made people comfortable with Beauty on Tap as a business, and why our community is so comfortable with us is that we just always preach you know, self-care as beauty. And we're not necessarily selling products as enhancement, but just saying, you know, this is just a self-care package for you. And I think that's, that's how we celebrate beauty at Beauty on Tap. And that's kind of embedded in our business ethos as well. So what Beauty on Tap is, is it's a beauty technology company. So we don't have beauty products. We don't retail our own lines. Um, We're literally a company that connects businesses or brands with potential customers so we're a marketplace Um, and how the business initially started is we started out with a mobile application um, where people could find beauty salons or beauty technicians on the application and you know people would ask for for instance a braider to come to their house and so that's how the idea started Um, and later on we started listing um natural hair products, because at the time there was this whole movement and natural hair products weren't readily available in in stores and brick and mortar stores or even on online platforms. Um, And so we had these businesses listed um, and later on, we people came to us and said, why don't you guys just retail some of the products that you have on your app so that we have a central marketplace where we can shop a shea butter, a hairspray and a shampoo in one basket. And that's kind of how we started building out the e-commerce platform and the e-commerce store 
has kind of taken over the app now and the app is kind of um, primarily used for shopping now. It's not even a find a beauty service app anymore. And we're kind of trying, trying to transform it into a shopping app now. Um, and so that's how the idea came about. And we've literally built a business um, on what our community has told us they want. And um, we listen, you know, very closely to them. If they say, please, can you list this brand? We say, okay, cool. We'll investigate it as well. And so we're a very community-based business. Um, and that's how we've built ourselves over the past few years. So I think what's caused the move in people, you know, wanting products is, you know, I think a few years ago, there was this whole natural hair movement. And of course, you know, a lot of retail stores historically didn't cater for black hair you know, and, you know, catered for black hair in a very, you know, single modular way and had kind of the relaxers and the petroleum um, hair foods and so on. And I think when women started educating themselves about their hair and what kind of products they should use, um, they started becoming very pedantic about what they put on their hair, what they, what they put on their skin. Um, and, you know, we had a whole lot of women in South Africa creating hair care brands. And it's so great to see that shelves now being dominated by locally produced hair care brands, and most of which are owned by black females. And so I think over time, people have become very pedantic about the kind of products they, they use. The story behind those brands as well has become so important to people. And so just building a business around that kind of thing, and also having a similar story of being a business that's owned by a black female, that's catering to black females, is a story that's resonated with a lot of women as well. And so I just think that over time, as people have educated themselves on what's good for their hair, what's good for their skin, um, they've just become very kind of pedantic with that and demand the kind of products that speak to, to, to what they want as well. And I think that's why we've created such a good marketplace because it caters to what people actually want. So how our business has reacted to the pandemic is we've seen a very big upswing in sales. Um, and I, I have a friend who always used to say to me that Beauty on Tap was ahead of its time. And, you know, that rang so true over the past few months because we just saw this huge upswing in, in, in sales. And I think more so because at the beginning, hair salons were closed and people couldn't get their hair done or their nails done or go for facials. People started taking, you know, a bigger interest in self-care and understanding their hair. And we have a platform that kind of serves that. And so... Um, we were kind of had two uh, two points to our advantages that people weren't necessarily going to hair salons to do their hair and we had people staying home and you bring the two together and it kind of resulted in us um you know benefiting in an upswing and we've seen that you know that's that um sales increase we've maintained it over time and it's also actually allowed us to add more add more brands to the website because a lot of brands were looking now for e-commerce platforms to retail their their products and so um we've learned a lot of the past few months um we've actually enhanced our local logistics now we do our own deliveries now in johannesburg and so it's just been such a big learning curve for us as well and a steep one um, and we've welcomed, you know, the lessons learned and we've also welcomed a lot of new customers that we hope we can keep in the future. So where I see our business going, I think before we were kind of toying with the idea of do we have a brick and mortar model to kind of expand sales. And I think the pandemic has showed us that e-commerce is viable in South Africa now um, because before those people weren't necessarily comfortable with e-commerce. And, you know, we actually launched a cash on delivery initiative during um, the past few months because people were uncomfortable with, you know, paying online. And now we're kind of seeing that taper off. So 
South Africans are becoming more comfortable with e-commerce now, with shopping online. And so we think we're going to continue on the, on the e-commerce trajectory now and maybe we'll consider brick and mortar in future years. Um, but also it's, um, you know, expanding our offering, looking at loungewear now and clothes and bring that into our platform. Um, so we're toying with the idea of adding different product, you know, ranges and brands onto the website, but we'll likely continue with the e-commerce model as well. Um, my top three tips to women, I think the first one would be start. I think a lot of people, you know, are blessed with really, really good ideas and don't ever start on the idea. They kind of toy with it for a while and then it fades. So, you know, my advice is as soon as you get an idea, put it on paper, talk to people about it, and also don't let people's, you know, negative opinions get to you. Somebody will always say something negative to kind of make you think maybe it's not such a good idea. So actually start with the idea. Um, also sound your ideas with people, you know, share it with people um, ask them of their opinion and how you can optimize the idea. I think for me at the beginning, um, I did a lot of talking to people and they gave me a lot of advice on, you know, how to make the store better or, you know, what kind of brand should we have on the store? You know, when I've wanted to expand in certain areas, people have said, mm, maybe don't do that, try this. And another thing is, I mean, funding is very difficult to get. I've been lucky because I've been able to fund my own business. Um, so I think building your networks um, and looking for, you know, for funding through your networks is so important. Um, the one thing that I've realized is having access to or just building networks and having access to people who have certain expertise or can link you up with funders has been so important. So I think those are my top three uh, tips for any, for any female who wants to start a business. Um, and I know females are such hard workers and are so resilient. So if you do have an idea, please, please start it. Um, I think small business is what's going to drive this economy and females are more than capable of, you know, starting businesses that are going to lead the future. So the criteria that we have for beauty on tap is pretty simple. We list everything on the website, on our shop website, on what people need. We obviously have to, you know, stick to regulation in terms of products because it's hair and skincare, so they're very strict health regulations we need to stick to. But it's basically that your products must be packaged properly, all your ingredients must be listed on your um, on your packaging. You need to have a very stringent marketing plan on how you're going to get your brand out there and we don't turn away small brands you know uh, the thing with beauty on tap is we've always wanted to empower small businesses um, and that's the model that we've retained the whole time so we do have very big brands on the website but the advantage of having big brands on the website is that it also gives um, small brands you know the opportunity to leverage the power of those brands so when somebody's looking at you know, big brand product A, and there's a small product next to it on the website, people tend to kind of put that in the cart just to try it out. So we don't discriminate against small businesses as well. We kind of just want to offer a platform for, for small businesses to get their brands out there as well. But everything is listed on our website. Where I see my personal journey going, you know, people always ask me, are you going to sell Beauty on Tap one day or are you going to manage it forever? And, you know, it's a business that I'm so passionate about. And so I really want to, you know, steer it into the future, see what we can do with it as well, how we can transform the business and pivot it. And, you know, now I'm interested in logistics and building that out. So I'm really excited for the future in Beauty on Tap, um, adding more brands. And we have a lot of African brands as well. So it's looking onto the continent and seeing how we can, build out our websites to kind of become the core or the biggest 
um, online beauty store in Africa. I don't think we, we have that. So um, that's what I'm looking forward to building in the future. You're listening to 5FM Extra Loud Mornings. Wake it up. 7am to 10am. 5FM.